I am the master, and you will obey me. Listen to Dan Hadley on Type 40, a Doctor Who podcast, or face the consequences. for Type 40, a Doctor Who podcast from the Spacebook for the Fandom Podcast Network with uh, me, Dan Hadley, Birmingham's King of the Geeks. And yes, today I'm free. I'm on the shop floor ready to deliver Doctor Who content and conversation once again on our free speaking, big thinking, eclectic, eccentric show for everyone. Whatever decade or century you started watching, reading, or listening along to the ongoing adventures of our hero, Doctor Who, we'll talk about it all on this show. All views are encouraged, and we've been even known to have a laugh or two along the way. So come and step into our TARDIS and share this journey together here with us on Type 40. And uh, this time, my playmate, this is going to be a lively one, I can promise you. It's that, uh, that curator of the collectibles, the lord of the pre-orders, the one, the only, Mr. JT. Hello, Spacebookers. Hiya, Dan. How are you? Fabulous, mate. Particularly how the weather's calmed down a little bit. I feel a lot more comfortable now. I can wear my Doctor Who t-shirt and not get it too <laughs> steamy because this is a collectible in itself. And that's very much, we we, yeah, we treasure these items, don't we, in our everyday lives. You've got to look after them if you want them to be to be in our lives for as long as possible. I mean, you're slightly unnatural because you tend to open things, whereas mine is over there in a wrapper. <laughs> That's the difference here. I am so excited about this uh, this edition of the show because uh, we've got a Me wonderful too. guest coming here, and it's about it's about everything I love about this crazy show we call Doctor Who. Cause it's about merchandise and everything like that. I'm going to tease you now by showing you one of the things I bought from our special guest's business. Ooh. Um, back in 1996, when uh, the TV movie came along, oh, and this man. is one of, one of the many items I've bought from this premise <laughs> so for the years. And uh, yeah, look at that—a proper TARDIS key. And it's—I um, I keep it in the box, obviously, as you'll know. But oh, yeah. so many happy times there. That's the authentic. Before they went all Yale on us, that's the alien-esque one, isn't it? From the Tom Baker era, I always associate that with the Tom Baker Doctor. Yeah, and Pertwee, of course, just in case anybody wants to <laughs> correct you on that one. But yeah, I mean, there's lots and lots of 
yeah, yeah. Ooh, it's not, it's these right. little things, these these trinkets, these devices. You know, they may look like bits of bits of plastic to those not in the know, to the Philistines out there. But they are things of purpose. They have a meaning, don't they? Because we've seen them on the television. We've seen the Doctor use them, or the companions grab them to sort of fight off a, a monster or whatever else. And it's all part of bringing what we've seen onto screen in, into our into our world, really. So when you've got a cult show, um, a family favourites, a British iconic show like Doctor Who, I mean, Doctor Who has given so much for the world. And um, one of them is, of course, the merchandise. Ta-da! And it's fabulous as well because it's given the rise to people to be able to create businesses around them and, you know, to, to make a living out of that because, you know, you need somewhere to, to, to put these products, as it were. And it's just so wonderful to be able to speak about a, a really long-running, established and successful business. And as a business person myself, I'm absolutely thrilled with this show today. When you think about the success of the Doctor, of the Doctor Who universe over the decades too, you th- we were at a time where there was a sonic screwdriver probably in every home in the UK. Whether they'd got kids in there or not, I think after 2006 onwards, I think if you give that to anybody, most people won't be able to resist whichever model it is sort of flicking it up and pressing the button and hearing that noise that's a gift in itself i think and although you could argue you know i've heard this several times jt you know that people like us also ought to grow up but the disclaimer there is that that we can always blame you see people like our guest on this edition of the show of the show this is alex loosely saw from the doctor who shop welcome to type 14. I love your t-shirt. I love that logo. One of my favorites. And you, Jato, you sexy beast, you look wonderful. Thank you, my darling. So do you. And thank you so much for joining us here on Type 40. It's fantastic to see you. And it's wonderful to have the Who Shop being represented here. And we can talk about the Who Shop. How exciting. Yes. Bless your heart. Thank you for welcoming me with such enthusiasm um it's the enthusiasm that i run my shop with so i'm at home today so thank you so much guys well the thing is the doctor who world the doctor who universe i always say the uh, yeah people say we we live in a fantasy land but my in my defense i believe that a lot of the best doctor who's uh, stories you know because that's what we love the stories we're captivated initially by the stories but there's some really fascinating and unique stories about the people and the places in the real world and, and people such as yourself. So I can't wait to get into this story. I did see that the Who Shop has this amazing website full of information. So that's out there. We're going to get the links to all of that. We're going to repeat it over and over again throughout this show. So that is all there. And some of your story is there. But I thought, well, I could do that. But it'd be much more fun to ask you face to face like we are today. I know you've going to have some stories to tell yes we may have to censor this you know but but we'll go go for it this is what they all want to know yes (laughs) that's what i wanted to know Hold tight, everybody. If oh, you so do, can't wait for this. <laughs> if you'd like to do some real-time travelling of your own, of course, each and every edition of this show, past, present and future, is just a tap or two away on the device of your choice. If you know where to look, there's well over 100 now. Reviews, previews, interviews, geek outs and deep dives with all our regular panellists. Lots of awesome guests. We know there's something for every fan at type40.podbean.com. There'll be more about all of that a little later on, as well as a couple of minutes where we will make contact. 
with that matrix of all knowledge that we call the fandom podcast network for a word about all the other great shows and great conversations going on over there okay it's awesome isn't it that's only just the beginning alex you're gonna love this now that's all taken care of that's all the housekeeping for the time being it's time to to pull up the shutters to check the float and tidy the shelves and open up our conversation with alex about the who shop Okay, yes, so uh, no sooner had Doctor Who made its impact on the great British public back in late 1963, the uh, the opportunity, uh, the challenge to offer the audience of all ages a piece of that magic to take home. Well, that was taken up by licensees, as it is now, and that began a line of merchandise, toys and books, and CDs and plushies and slippers and all manner of things, kettles, you name it, that we could take home or gift to those Time Lords in our lives to add a little a little something Doctor Who to their bedrooms, their spare rooms, their nerd caves, or their sheds. I think that depends on how things, <laughs> how things go down with the other people in our lives. Now, years ago, I heard tell of not just an aisle, but an entire store dedicated to, to my favorite TV series, and I never quite believed it. But it was true then, and it's true now. The Who Shop is one of the most treasured locations for generations of Doctor Who fans now. And I'm delighted to say that the founder of The Who Shop is with us today for, for this chat. Alex, where do, we, where do we start with this? The Who Shop. How did all, yeah. the, how did all this happen? Well, goodness me. It's quite honestly, it only seems like yesterday. Um, so I think I must somehow time travel because it was that fast um first of all first of december 1984 was the first day the shop opening but how i got to open the shop uh, was all down to the great event at longleat that magnificent event that is still history in the doctor who um yeah you know in our hearts it's Doctor people, Who's Woodstock, isn't it? That people claim they were there. But. 100%. 100%. And my brother goes down. He's the one who got me watching Doctor Who. He's the one who got me banned from watching Doctor Who because it gave me nightmares. And mother said, huh? no more Doctor Who for her. Leave her alone. Don't bring her in. So, but there you go. Um, so John goes down to Longleat. Can't find anywhere to stay. Ends up staying in the local loo, waiting no. till everyone's gone out. They, yeah, huh? bedded down in the local loo overnight. Bless him. And, and then, roll. yeah, absolutely. Dedication, kid. Dedication. And he comes back on the Sunday night with product. And I said, oh. oh, for goodness sake, John, why on earth did you bring that all the back, way back from Wiltshire? Surely the summer in London. And he went, well, no, there isn't. And I thought, hmm. And at this stage, I was acting, so I had job, no job, job, no job. And I thought, Do you know what? I need a secondary thing in the background. So went away, did some market research, and I had planned to open up a dance and drama studio. And so what I did, I went and I opened up the dance and drama studio in a warehouse in Wapping, and then incorporated small element in there as the shop 
and lo and behold, the thing that took off was the shop. <laughs> so I went, okay, we need to get come away from Wapping. And then we moved on to the high street about 18 months, two years later. And, oh, well, we didn't really? look back. We really wow. didn't. You heard the sound of opportunity knocking. Was it a situation where you couldn't believe that nobody had already done this? Was it like that? Yeah, because there was a lovely little place called LTS and it was London Transport something. And it, it literally was a little tiny weenie shop that was no bigger than your hallway. And in fact, yeah. when you went in there, you had to dump your bags because you couldn't get a person and a bag <laughs> through the little corridor. And I'd go there and they would have little bits and pieces. And I used to go to FP and they had little bits and pieces, but there was no one. And Doctor Who was such a wonderful show that I couldn't believe that nobody had actually focused on it. And it, it's so rich in history and everything else. I thought, right, okay, six months market research. Lo and behold, as I say, I went for it. Um, yeah. I did shows, went uh, up and down the country doing shows when I finished at uh, Wapping and then, as I say, moved on to the high street and just basically it just grew and grew. I went to travel. It, it's taken me all around the world and I have now got the most <laughs> extensive family you would ever wish to know. And they're all people I've met through Doctor Who and it's phenomenal. Yeah, it, it really is it's phenomenal, actually, because, you know, we, we everybody meets, you know, all of us have some sort of connection through Doctor Who. It's, it's really a special, Alex. Absolutely. I mean, JT is, you know, he's like my brother. He's my extended brother. And I've got lots of extended brothers in Australia. I've got tons in the US. Yes. And I've got people whose children, and I hate to say it now, grandkids, <laughs> come to me. Who, yeah, exactly. And I've known them all through the decades as they were growing up. Sweet. And they come to me and say, and I just want, because I don't have any children. My, my children have all got four legs and a tail. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> these kids come into me and say, oh, my dad, my granddad. And I go, oh, God, you know, oh, please, you know. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> people, Alex, who, when I said that we were going to get you on the show, we'd be talking to you. When I say, oh, we've got the Doctor Who shop, they go, oh, Alex, and their faces, genuinely, I'm not just saying this, would light up and it's like, oh, say oh, hi yes. from me. Simon Horton from the Hoonatics, he said, oh, you say, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. People, people just like Simon say, oh, say hello to him. Oh, I'd love to be, yeah, it very much is that kind of reaction. So this is definitely, this is a, a two-way thing. I get the impression that your punters feel exactly the same way about you as you do them. And Bless I, I, it, I it love must be a really nourishing feeling. It is because um, when I've had various sort of ops, when you know little bits fall off, and um, you go to hospital, it's wonderful. You get these lovely messages coming through. Um, can I just say to you, just a little snippet of, of things? It's wonderful now that we have the Zoom that we can speak yeah. to you and you know do everything. Yes. Because one of the interviews I did do. Um, I'd completely forgotten I was going to be doing this interview. Yeah. And I had my mobile phone. So it was in the days of the mobile phone. And the phone went. And I started talking to the person. And I did the interview. But I did the interview in the bath. Because <laughs> I, I'd gone a bath, got in the bath, totally forgot. So thank God 
There was nothing <laughs> falling out of time because that could have been really horrible. And when I finished, and I said, are we, are, we, are we off air yet? And he said, yes, we are, darling. And I said, mm. well, just to be aware, can you turn the volume up on your mic at home? And I went, shh, can you hear that? And he went, yeah. I said, I'm in the bath. And I swear to <laughs> God, this chair, it, it, yeah, bless him. Actually, Alex, I think you're, you're inspiring here, a brand new spin-off for us here at Type 40, where we can do Type 40 Talks in the bath. And we can have various celebrities. We can have Colin Baker coming on. We have Nicola Bryant coming in. We can have anybody from the show coming on in the bath. And, and, and we, could, we could discuss rubber ducks. Well, absolutely. Well, considering, do you remember when the breakfast show, Channel 4, used to do it, they all be in bed? Remember that? We could start our own in the bath. We could do that. I think we could well, do the, it. The acoustics is going to be fantastic. And we do get a lot of A lot of people do yeah. reach out to us and say, you know, I, I listen to you or, or I watch you when I'm, I'm sat on the loo. So uh, we don't take that personally. You know, whatever. It all works for <laughs> us. do with our content. <laughs> <laughs> I did say you might have to edit a few bits and pieces. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Okay. So this, this was back in 1984 when you founded the Who Shop, as you say. So the kind of people that would open the door... Was it a mixture of people with a dedicated Doctor Who fans who would, who would track it down or passers-by wondering what earth goes on in there? How, what kind of people did it attract initially? Who knew who would come through the door? You never know who is the person that's going to open your door that morning. And I have met some of the most amazing people. Funny enough, in the warehouse, I met some of the people who work on Doctor Who now, who were young children, who were young adults, who were just starting their careers. And it's phenomenal to watch those people and what they've managed to achieve. And they are household names, they are world names. And it's it's just brilliant yeah. to have been involved in that in whatever minor way. It's brilliant. I love it. Alex, can I ask you, you're saying that you went into the, the East Ham shop in uh, 1991. Now, Doctor Who, of course, hadn't been on the air by that point for a couple of years. And fandom itself, we were all we were all a bit sort of, what's happening? It was always in the air that the BBC were looking to make it independent, or this was going on, or that wasn't going on, you know. And we were all a little bit sort of, you know, optimistic still at that point. But nothing was concrete. And here, you're, you're, here you are going into a high street shop yeah. in London... With yeah, London yeah. prices as they were back then, yeah, yeah. and you know, setting up and, and, and moving your business forward, was there an element of trepidation from you thinking the lead show is actually off air right now? I was very lucky because I was married, so I had someone who had an income that was able to support us. So it was that sort of let's give this a go. You know, we're going to be okay. I was never interested in the monetary side of things. It was always a passion. It was always a love yeah. in the same way that you get so many people who are who make props and models. They're not doing it to make money. They're doing it because they've got a passion for it. So I just wanted to see, after going to conventions up and down the country and then subsequently around the world, there was a market out there for like-minded people who wanted to have a central place to talk, to come to, to see things, to buy things. And that was why I thought, you know, I think it is worth giving it a go to see if it works. And thank yeah. goodness it did work. 
we talk a lot on our on our shows about the the identity of the of the show part of our cultural heritage i don't think that's i don't that's bigging it up too much and the iconography of it you watch any television program coronation street eastenders there's always somewhere a week doesn't go past without some kind of mention either mm-hmm. they say about something being oh it's like a tardis um mm-hmm. Always you hear something, and yes, so, something that's got nothing to do with Doctor Who, but as you say, it's iconic, and it is part of British culture. And those people, they emphasise the wonderful world of Doctor Who by being picked up by a a TV show that has no connection with Doctor Who. And yet, they'll say, oh, that's just like a TARDIS. Oh, he looks like Doctor Who. Oh, it's that. <laughs> it, it is. It's the fundamental thing about British structure of Doctor Who that it is so. We're also passionate about it, but it's loved outside of Doctor Who. Do you think it's yeah. handy that it's sort because of, it sort of starts with the TARDIS for people, doesn't it? I think when I speak to people who, and not every Doctor Who fan collects stuff, but most Doctor Who fans own something. And usually what I find is that it starts with, it starts with a TARDIS of some size or shape from whichever time in in the series history. And do you think that some of that, you know, tying into what we've just been saying, comes from the fact that, you know, a TARDIS, we've got, particularly if you're in London and that sort of the tourist, the, the tourist trappings of that anyway, people who go to that city and want to buy sort of pencil cases, shaped like i don't know with with beef eaters on them and with uh, the old red phone boxes and things you know you used to be able to you probably still get can get those and the tardis sort of fits in very nicely doesn't it with with that line of that line of product and that range of iconography do you think it's and and it's sort of i think doctor who is able to to sort (laughs) of seamlessly seamlessly move in into that but expand (laughs) it to with our imaginations and, and gradually sort of burrow its way in, in with people. If it starts with the TARDIS, before you know they've got a, a shelf full of things and their partners may be saying, you know, are you gonna, are you gonna keep that there? <laughs> and then it grows and grows and grows and grows like that. And you can, you can exploit that, can't you? Can... <laughs> it's wonderful. The, the TARDIS, again, iconic piece, but again, a piece of history that was completely under, unconnected to TV series. Um, it was, a police box. It was a utility. It was a piece of working assistance for the police force. And then the geniuses behind Doctor Who at the very, very start to take something that it was seen on the streets at that time and then to transform it. Thank goodness that it stuck, that the comedian yeah. circuit stuck and remained yeah. like that. I have so many people that just want to have even though they're not Doctor Who fans, I get so many people, which is why these little tiny weeny beasts, people will come and say, oh, I just want a little TARDIS. I just want to put it on my desk. I just want to give it to a friend. I want it to sit on my computer. (laughs) And yet they're not really Doctor Who fans. It's just an iconic piece. I get the distinct impression you're a people person, Alex, and that I can see why people people flock to you. And I can see, I can tell that you're a performer as as well. <laughs> so you talk about, yeah, and you could say that connects very well with with, with selling. But also, I can tell too from the way you spoke about this. This wasn't something that you sort of steamed into on a wing and a prayer. You know, you sounds like you were very shrewd about it and have been over over the years, over the over the decades. 
But that being said, is it a case of that's the kind of thing that you do? You sort of you, you make sure that's taken care of so that you can you can enjoy the other sides to it. Oh, absolutely. Um, you have to be realistic about anything that you do. It doesn't matter what field. Um, backup plans, because I was in the theatre, I was in TV. Uh, I wanted to have a backup plan of some description. Um, and that was what it was. But I wanted a backup plan with something that I was going to enjoy. I couldn't go and do something that wasn't in my soul. Um, and the wonderful thing, I am very much a people person. I'm very much a person because uh, I'm from Liverpool and, you know, we are the people who, when you're standing at the bus stop, we have got everybody's life story, life history <laughs> before the bus comes, you know, because we're like that. It's a bit, diff it's a bit different in London because you chat to somebody and they, they almost leap onto the other side of the road thinking, oh, they're talking to me, what's going on? But you see, when you walk through my doors, you come into Alex's world. So you can put all that nonsense outside, come in, talk to me, talk to like-minded friends. I mean, yesterday we were celebrating 10 years of one of my staff members' anniversaries. Oh, fabulous. And the joke is one of the people that was celebrating is a guy who worked for me 30 years ago. Oh, my who, goodness. Yeah, we rekindled on a film set about three years ago. No. We were at Oldbourne at one of the events, and this guy comes ambling towards me, going, Alex, Alex, Alex. And I'm looking, thinking, who the heck is this? And he's about to, I'm so sorry, darling. I mean, you were a lot slimmer the last time I saw him. And he's, he's rather rotund, let's put it that way. And then I realised, and he, and he used to have this, gorgeous crew cut of ginger hair absolutely fabulous and he was bald i'm thinking oh my word <laughs> and he's come back to work with me bless no, him really? oh. 30 years ago yes, and funny enough we were at um yeah. the novatel anniversary so i can't wait for the next anniversary because here we go again yeah, 30 exactly. years ago, fantastic. 60 fantastic. years next year. Phenomenal. It really is. I mean, what a fantastic story. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, I've got loads of those. Tons and tons of those. Um, in America, going off to do a, a convention and um, used to stay with a lovely girl called Bart. And um, she came to the UK in the, I think it was 85, and she stayed with me because she'd had um, her, um, she had a bag stolen and mm. everything. And of course, in those days, we didn't have credit cards. We didn't have debit cards. So all the cash mm. went and great girl. And I said, well, don't worry, darling, you can stay at the shop. And of course, I had the warehouse. So I had yeah. a shower. I had a bathroom at the whole nine yards. And she lived pre all these people who lived in warehouse, <laughs> honey. You know, she was one of the first. She lived in she the shop. She had 5,000 square feet to play in. It was great. So <laughs> she stayed there. So, of course, when I went out to the States, I'd go and stay with her. Mm. And there was a guy called Matt, one of her friends. And Matt used to dress up as Perry. Okay. And he had fabulous legs. Now, my Matt 
All these years later, I go yeah. stay with him and his wife in Los Angeles. Yeah. And again, it's their family. And they come yeah. and stay with me. I go and stay with them. Absolutely tremendous. And this is what Doctor Who is all about. You start talking to somebody, they find out you like Doctor Who. And it's like, here we go. You're my long lost cousin. Yes. You're my long lost uncle, aunt. Because we've all got yeah. a, a like mind. And it's great. It's wonderful to see. When you talk about various things, how things trigger off. Mm -hmm. Now, you think of the sonic screwdriver. Back in the days that started off. Don't you think Mr. George Lucas was looking at the sonic screwdriver and thinking, I'm going to invent something similar to that and came up with a lightsaber? I think he got this idea from from the sonic screwdriver. Oh, it's, it's totally, it's totally Just true. Just make it I mean, a I bit bigger, a bit more lethal. Yeah, I think you could do that. <laughs> Maybe onto something. We get a lot of that when we make these shows, the people that we connect with. And I think that all Doctor Who fans experience this where it becomes a shorthand. And although... I won't go so far as to say that when you know you meet another Doctor Who fan, you're going to agree on everything. In fact, it, doesn't, it tends not to go that way. But you do have, and I think I think you're right. I think it becomes a family thing, whereby, you know, because uh, JT and I've got, I've got, I think we're similar about a lot of things to do with Doctor Who. The areas that we really drastically differ on, and for us, the uh, the uh, amusement I think in that. And the thing that we probably get the most out of it is comparing and contrasting that. I say, oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah, because I never looked at it that way. Or, oh, no, I didn't like that. Oh, but I did like this. It, it's, it's, that, it's that kind of shorthand. And, and you, can, you can bicker and never fall out in the same way that, that family Absolutely. do. And I can completely understand why you could not see somebody first. Because I've, again, people I haven't seen for years. And you bump into them and you say, and you know, you think, oh, you're up. still watching Doctor Who? You say, oh, what are the, oh, what about when that miss, missing episode come yeah. back? Or, you know, and, yeah. oh, yeah. And it's immediately, and, and the stories and the banter, it all starts coming. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it really bonds people together and it bonds them for life. And I suppose that when people people are in your life and, and you mean something to them, they, they mean something to you. It's understandable that you want to sort of, yeah. demonstrate that friendship i suppose with with gifts and trinkets and, and greetings yeah. cards doctor yeah. greetings cards there too yeah. which must form quite the backbone of the stock that that you carry so give us an idea of the the range of things oh. that are in in the who shop just just <laughs> now and throughout the years what are some of your greatest hits and best well, memories and some of the things that have surprised you the most i think we'll be celebrating the 90th by the time we finish as to the type of stock <laughs> that i start with and finish with i have you name it, quite honestly. Um, <laughs> I, I've even got... Now, this is going to get really, really bizarre. I mean, do you remember the um, Tom Baker Australian underpants? Did you ever see those? I've, I've got them it. over there somewhere, yeah. <laughs> well, now, because obviously there's been a, a huge upsurge of female uh, Doctor Who fans, we've even got really Doctor Who ladies' knickers. Oh, really? Well, that, that's oh, the quality yes. for you. Oh, yes. <laughs> hopefully, um, you know, once people buy them, they're never to be seen again, hopefully. But they're very sweet. They're very tomorrow's good. washing. But, yes, tomorrow's washing, indeed. But, I mean, lots of different things, like, um, because we're in London, you will need a travel card holder. There you go. So, of course you uh, will. Absolutely. To put your um, your psychic paper in to... <laughs> 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 you'll need the ladies will need their purses to put all their uh, bits and pieces in 
And of course, it's bigger on the inside. Now, what's bigger on the inside? Well, this was my design. I got one of the licensed companies to make this for me. And it turns into a packing shopping bag. And then you just pack it away. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah, my idea. Thank you very much. (laughs) And you can just pack it away, pop it in your bag, pop it in your pocket. And there you go. Off you go. Go to the shops, put your next Doctor Who stuff in it. Absolutely wonderful. And uh, are you going to do the same thing for a sleeping bag, Alex? Yes. I, I beg pardon, JC. I didn't. I didn't hear that, darling. Can you please repeat. Are you what going you to do said? the same sort of thing for a, a sleeping bag? Absolutely. Um, I, I don't see a reason why not. Absolutely, because we, yeah. Um, Glastonbury, yeah, here we come. In the one, age where they're one. charging more for a bag for life, I think your your invention there is is uh, remarkable and timely and i think you you could be onto something here we could just if qvc doesn't do doctor who stuff i think it's something that we we may well have to do on here because that was that was like seeing something off one of those channels so what is the sort of floor space that you've got at the who shop at your current location then alex because you you have moved a couple of times haven't you but i understand your present location it's the largest ever it's the most dimensionally transcendental yeah we're on now 22 2300 square feet and i this is not green screen behind me and i know that's an ill term because we've all progressed onwards (laughs) i'm actually sitting in my museum something that i'd always wanted to do over the years because i used to have a cabinet with bits and pieces in the museum but at home i had loads and loads of costumes that i'd collected been given by some of the directors some of the actors over the years and uh, so i'm now in the museum doing this so that you can see it's not just a retail outlet we do have some beautiful things that people will come down. We do raise money for charity. Over the years, um, the museum, uh, we've raised money for Help for Heroes, Scottish Little Soldiers, um, cancer, various hospices uh, from our our lovely people who uh, we've all known and loved. Um, Lots of different charities. We get charities who get in contact with us. Alder Hay Hospital, close to my heart, when I was 20 minutes old. I was in all day hospital, so we've done things for them. So um, it is essentially a, a, a one come, one place stop shop for everything Doctor Who. Absolutely. Whether you just want to come in and see the props and costumes from the 60s going up to very, very recent times, or you just want to come in and buy yourself any TARDIS. <laughs> or there both. You, you can do both. I mean, we, we, were, we were always saying that the Who Shop, if you are coming to London from anywhere in the United Kingdom or even anywhere in the world, and you're going to London to look at, you know, these things that we all do as fans, we go and look at the locations. Whopping is huge now, of course. Yes. You're mentioning Whopping early. That's huge now because you can actually get a drink there these days. Um, whereas in our day, of course, you got mugged. But, you know, it's yeah. a case of like, you can go into there now and you can have a look around. But the Who Shop is part of that place that you, if you're going to London, you have to stop in on the Who Shop because... It's it's a mecca, isn't it? You've you've become this this institution where you can go not just to get your merchandise, but to meet you and the team, and also now to see this museum. I mean, it's a it's it's a fantastic um, service that you've got there as well, isn't it? Oh, bless your heart. Yeah, it, it's to say it's because there's a passion, and people who work for me have a passion for the show. I don't right. employ someone who just wants to sit on a till and uh, ring things. I want someone who has a love for people for the show obviously 
who have knowledge of the show um yeah. because they're family i mean i my my staff are just like my family and they always know that if they have any issues they can come to me um and we'll resolve them we'll sort them out um yeah. a, a certain writer who i will not name but is incredibly well known um when i was at the original shop um he ran away from university and he, he came to the shop and he was literally sobbing on my shoulder saying that he, he he was not enjoying what he was doing it wasn't what he wanted to do and i said well darling what do you want to do and he said well i want to write and i said oh. well have you spoken to your parents and he said oh but they spent so much money sending me to university i said well just imagine at the same time there are other people at home going mom dad i don't like the course i'm on please i want to change something else you speak to your parents speak to the university and i bet your bottom dollar you'll be able to get on a writer's course they got on a writer's course and that person writes for doctor who has written huge huge phenomenal series for tv um and bless them they were in my shop and i sent them forward and said go and do it darling because you've got the talent to do it Fabulous. my saturday girl bless her cotton oh you still have a saturday girl oh i love oh, that saturday girl she uh now works with tom cruise clint eastwood uh, you name it she works with him she wanted to do things within the tv so we took her we introduced her to doing um extra work and then she went to do stuff behind scenes and now she is well my word i am so proud of my george she is just oh, phenomenal i better come and work for you <laughs> this is what we do we nurture understand when people have a passion yeah. they want to do something else and if we can open a few doors for them they can come yeah. to you and get a bit of life coaching too is that how it works oh yes absolutely and why not we all we've all got our own life experiences yeah. and if we can help someone else along the way then we should do it it's our responsibility to, to help everybody in whatever way that we can because we nurture that talent we get the benefit because we see it coming back and there's nothing more pleasurable in seeing one of you guys that you've assisted over the years watching them achieve and watching them see oh. the phenomenal my george she's she's a member of bafta she's won a bafta for crying out loud it seems like you are you know you're not you're not just a, a retailer it feels like you're a community leader really in in many respects and that that your your store your shop uh, is not just uh, a location on TripAdvisor. I've been onto the TripAdvisor. I've seen some of the the glowing ring and the people posting pictures saying, "Yes, I've been to the Who shop. <laughs> I've ticked that box." There's a lot of that too, but also there is that relationship too, isn't there? With, not just with the BBC, but with the people who've worked, who are working on the show now, who've worked on it in the past, who've starred in it in the past, yeah. and they seem to come back time and time again, don't they? When they, you know, they can yeah. do they, the signing. Lots of signings have happened at the who shop over the mm. decades too having the people coming back time and time again i suppose you yeah. keep them fed and watered that kind oh, of yes. thing oh yes um oh, i'll tell you i'll tell you a lovely one um the fabulous mary tam 
Yes. Oh my word! So Mary came to the shop that was on the high that we were on um, when we were on High Street North, and um, we had a little break. So we had a little fire escape out the back. So I said, "Oh come on!" She, Mary wanted to have a cigarette. So I said, "Come on, Mary. Then we'll, we'll go and sit on the fire escape." I mean, probably get into trouble for for saying this, but we did it. <laughs> and I had a bottle of champagne. Open the bottle of champagne, and the greatest pleasure. <laughs> It was watching Mary Tam with a packet of tobacco, rolling tobacco. She had a cigarette, put the tobacco in. She's rolling the cigarette with one hand and sipping champagne with the other. That was a class act. Mary Tam, I miss you, darling. You were fabulous. <laughs> so I, I oh. met Mary Tam. She's the most, even now, thirty years on, the most strikingly beautiful woman I oh, think God, I've, yes. I've ever seen. Stunning. And, uh, and so, yeah. so sophisticated. So this picture yes. of her sat on a fire escape ro- with a yes. roll up <laughs> just goes to show, doesn't it? So yeah, we we have got some we've got some pictures here too of some more of, of your friends and your family that people will definitely recognise from the show oh, over bless. the years. My Sophie. Oh, I'm so Sophie pleased. Caroline that she's, she's come around again and she's gonna yeah. be even bigger again. Absolutely wonderful. Oh, I love it. Pipe smoking. <laughs> pipe yeah. smoking. Yeah, kid you not. Caroline oh, John smoked God. smoked a pipe. That's true too. Smoke a pipe, yeah, she did again. And I said, yeah, come on, out the back we went and she had a little, I couldn't believe when she took this pipe out, it was like, what? <laughs> what? She said, oh yes, I smoke a pipe, much better for you than a cigarette. Hey, I've got a couple <laughs> of friends who say the same oh, thing. Lovely Nicola, oh, oh, Wendy, oh, just, yeah. oh, we, these are just wonderful, beautiful people that just, I have had the privilege to meet, work with, and 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 have four events, just great, you know. So giving, we love him. We just absolutely yeah. love him. And I was going to tell you of oh, it's gone for the moment. It will come back. Oh, there's another mad one, another yeah. one who wants to go and get. We were at uh, Birmingham, uh, doing a show, Spring Fair. And a security card comes dashing up to me and he says, he says to me, um, are you Alexandra? I went, yes. And he said, um, I, I, I've got John Pertwee upstairs. He won't come down. And I said, oh, he's not with me, darling. He's with one of the other stands. He, he said, yeah, but he won't come down. He said, no, I'm staying here till Alexandra comes up for me. Oh, so I've gone upstairs and I've seen John and he's seething, bless him. And I said, and I looked at them and I said, uh, has he had anything to eat? And he went, uh, well, no. I said, right, cheese omelette, cup of Earl Grey tea. John, yeah. you want to come for a cigarette? I said, right, where can we go for a cigarette for him? So we went onto the, we were on the roof of the convention centre at Birmingham. I know it. John having a, having a cigarette. Well, I don't know the roof, but I know it. <laughs> and, oh, it was fabulous. You could see for, for miles oh, and miles. Oh. So, so then he came in and he had his thing. I said, you're okay. I said, let me know when you're ready. I said, okay, can somebody please go and find whatever stand John's supposed to be on? So I take him down, I take him onto the stand. And of course, as soon as he gets in front of the stand, he was fine. And mm. off he went and it, it made them really, really happy. And then about an hour or two later, 
I sit, I look up and there's John in front of my stand with the guy and I said, is everything okay? And he said, oh yeah, it was fantastic. It was phenomenal. He said, John wants to come in and, and see you. Next thing, I've got John on my stand for the next hour. And I said to this guy, hang on a second. You're the one who paid for John. He said, oh no, it's fine. Had you not intervened, he was not going to come out of the green room upstairs. <laughs> he needed he needed warming up, Alex. That's what he is. did. Bless him. Even, even Mr. Pertwee got stage fright occasionally, didn't he? Yes, he did. That, that was the thing. Of that, Alex. Really? I didn't. Yeah, know that. he he. Um, we always saw John as this very big, very charismatic, you know, Mr. Action Man. But he did. He used to get stage fright, and he needed to be just coaxed and be bolstered up by you know to make sure that everything was okay and that was why i mean you look at that there's actually another shot where literally you know when you really know someone and they literally yeah. have got their arm around your neck like almost like a half nelson sort of thing you only allow someone to do that you really yeah. trust and there's a photograph of me literally with john he's like this and i've got my head literally leaning back oh. looking up at him john was a phenomena and yeah, it, yeah. He and I got on well, very well. This is one of the beautiful things oh. of, of the Hoot Shop. I mean, look at that. Yeah. We've got the wonderful, the gorgeous Liz there as yeah. well. I mean, I mean yeah. it's great that, you know, a business like yours has been able to chronicle all these fantastic, wonderful people that yeah. some of us were very, very lucky to meet yeah. and who participated with you because you've got, you've, it's a history in itself. Yeah. Again, lovely Liz. Um, yeah. She she asked me to do something, and again, you know, I, I don't think I don't think the family uh, would mind me saying, but um, she lost her dad, and I was in Liverpool at the time. I'd not long uh, buried my own dad, and she phoned me up and she said to me, "Would you do me a favour? Would you get in contact with the Liverpool Echo and put an obituary in the Liverpool Echo for me?" Which yeah. obviously I, I went off and did um, because. There was always those people. And, of course, I never told anybody. Nobody knew about that. Yeah. I mean, we can say it now because we're, we're so many years after it. Um, and, again, Elizabeth, she was, she was a, um, um, a talent, a wonderful talent. I mean, an exqui another exquisite-looking woman. But, again, fragile. and needed to have that, that sort of companionship. And always, she always knew I would look after her. She always knew I would keep, you know, respect her privacy. Keep her, and com respect, yeah, keep her confidence, yeah, keep those things. But I'm sure now that, you know, I'm sure it's fine to be to be told because it's not it's not revealing anything about. And and no, I am not going to write a book. So don't worry out there, people, <laughs> who I know you all know who you are and you know what what's happened in the past. It is safe with me. It would. I will take it to my grave. Damn! 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 <laughs> blast. We'll we'll keep we'll keep working on it, JT. I think we should keep working on it. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep putting her up. Yes. Delightful, <laughs> delightful stories. Campaign. I trust you'll agree. <laughs> we're Sorry, going to. Crazy. We're gonna. We're gonna <laughs> pump Alex for some more of this of these stories that we can't possibly broadcast while we shoot you off into a parallel dimension filled with unmissable geeky talk and amazing analysis, courtesy of our friends across the Fandom Podcast Network on all those other shows. Here's, uh, yeah, here's a quick chat about all of that with our mate Kevin. Meet us back here, JT, Alex and myself, for more talk about the, the history and the future of The Who Shop.
Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying this podcast. We'd like to continue to feed your ears by inviting you to listen to these other great shows on the Fandom Podcast Network. It starts with our flagship show, Culture Clash, discussing the latest in entertainment pop culture. Blood of Kings, Immortals Take Notice, our show covering the entire Highlander universe. Couch Potato Theaters, where we celebrate our favorite movies. Time Warp, the fandom flashback podcast discussing a year in movies and our favorite retro movie and TV pop culture topics. Good evening, discussing all things Alfred Hitchcock. Union Federation, our Star Trek and Orville show. Hair Metal, the 80s and early 90s rock metal podcast. Type 40, our show covering the time-traveling Doctor Who universe with host Dan Hadley. Lethal Mullet, an 80s and 90s action film podcast with host Adam P. O'Brien. Also check out the Lethal Mullet Network for more great podcasts. What a Piece of Junk, a Star Wars podcast with hosts Scott, Derek, and Nathan. Making Treks, a Star Trek podcast, a deep dive into the final frontier with hosts Mark Newbold and Adam P. O'Brien. And check out our newest shows, The Fandom Show, our monthly fandom podcast network live YouTube exclusive show about the month's hottest topics in fandom, and the FPN True Believers MCU podcast discussing the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the related Marvel television and streaming MCU universe, including the connections to the original Marvel comics. You can find the Fandom Podcast Network on several platforms. Please subscribe to the Fandom Podcast Network YouTube channel to receive notifications of new podcast episodes and live events. You can enjoy all of the Fandom Podcast Network audio podcasts on our master feed at fpnet.podbean.com. The Fandom Podcast Network is on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts and iTunes. You can find the Fandom Podcast Network on Facebook. You can email us at fandompodcastnetwork at gmail.com. You can also find the Fandom Podcast Network on Instagram at fandompodcastnetwork and on Twitter at fanpodnetwork. Thank you for listening, and remember, respect others and enjoy your fandom. We've teased and tantalized you there with our own merch. Yes, we can even clothe you too. <laughs> JT doesn't like that phrase. There's merch to match all of those shows, including Type 40. If you head over to tpublic.com, search for the Fandom Podcast Network, and you'll find that store full of all the team colors for all of the shows on everything from the T-shirts to phone cases and tapestries as big as your feature wall. Seeing is believing. Treat yourself treat your other selves and it all goes to support the fandom podcast network into the bargain so everybody wins but we are back with, uh, with alex hasn't budged on on any of the details any of the juicy gossip but nevertheless we're we're back here talking about the about the who shop with jt and alex oh, I can i'm looking at all that gorgeous much. merchandise in your shop window yeah oh Look at oh, that! I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, and there's K9 there, and there's the Dalek, and, and yeah, and T-shirts. Galore. Alex, you know, when you started the Who Shop um, in the in late '80s, early '90s, was it a struggle because there wasn't as much merchandise around then as there could be now? So, yeah. were you were you just selling things like the Target books, the odd album? What what's your recollections of those early days when it came to the actual stock? Okay, so if you, re I, I don't know whether, you, I'm sure you will be aware, when the BBC first started doing the merchandise, it was called the Exploitation Department. And then obviously it became Enterprises. 
Well, yep. in 84, when, when I started in the warehouse, um, it was mainly the books. Um, I got a good supply of Palatoy stuff. I also got the Talking Daleks. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, I mean, sorry. The Talking Dalek is still one of the greatest pieces of Doctor Who memorabilia that ever there was and will be. I love them. Um, yeah. Rollerkins. I mean, you remember the little Rollerkins? The original then, one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That then got remade by yeah. um, Project Enterprise. Yeah, that's the right. Product Enterprise, wonderful, wonderful um, merchandise that they produce. Merchandise, yeah. note, merchandise, not merch, <laughs> oh, merchandise. God. We've got, we've got another one, everybody. We've got another one. <laughs> Remember, it's mathematics. It's not math. Yes, ma'am. Thank you it's very much. Thank you. <laughs> merchandise. Um, because um, it seems to, um, it, it's like spam, isn't it? You know, merch. Um, so spam takes we, you back to Liverpool as well, but that's another story. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Deep fried spam. Yeah, we won't go there. Yeah. Um, no. And the the, uh, the I remember these wonderful notebooks that were um, they folded in on themselves and then you slotted them into an outer cardboard case. Um, I had various shelves, and of course, then. At the very, very beginning, I started people coming in to do signing sessions straight yes. away. Yeah. So, again, the photograph things, because there was already a photograph license out there with John McElroy. So I had, right. yeah. had those Paul. Oh, oh gosh. We miss, we miss our Bobby. Big, big time. What a man with a big heart. And, of course, our Paul, who will be the saviour of K9. You know, we're all got our fingers crossed. Keep, keep, keep hoping. You know, we're all, for Paul. We're all supporting our Paul, and um, we need to be, um, we need to be sending good thoughts to him to keep going. So K nine will have a future, a long future. Paul Tamsin, yeah, the wonderful late Bob Baker. Obviously, Bob had that distinguished history as a, as a TV writer and a, and a producer, as a, a script editor, all, all those hats that he wore, but also a very shrewd businessman and somebody who, who obviously created K9 and then took it in, into all these other, other dimensions too. He's joined by people like uh, like Keith Barnfather at, at yes. Real Time, people who have, have seen corners to Doctor Who and expanded them in a similar yes. way, I suppose, to how you have. So they're... They're not connected to the BBC, but they they are. They're part of the, fam the family in a similar sort of way. And I would imagine there's a, a cooperation between yourself and people, whatever they're working on, whatever its official or unofficial status, to reach their public, to connect with that extended family, really, that, that we all share, and to sort of to maximise that, to make real events of these signings and things at your shop and to turn releases into events in themselves. I would imagine that, that people, people like Paul, people like Keith would come to you knowing that you are a, a safe pair of hands, a fabulous location and the perfect hub to whip up enthusiasm around yeah. their around their line of products yeah. and something that they're excited yeah. enough about yeah. to bring it to the market in the first place. Yeah, because it's funny you mentioned uh, Keith Barnfather, who again I've known. Oh God, donkey's years. Don't think about it. I took him. I took him the the idea and the project for Longleat, because I'd been speaking to about how I got started, and I was talking to um, 
to Jeremy Benson. And oh. I said, oh, yeah, Longley, blah, 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 blah. And Jeremy Benson said, oh, I've got photographs and I've got bits and I've got this and I've got this and I've got film footage. And I thought, oh, do you know yeah. what? That'd be a great idea. And I said to Keith, Keith, did you know Longleat? And there were so many people that didn't go. Um, it was it was heralded as this amazing event. And I I didn't go. My brother went. That's where the shop really stood, yep. uh, um, was created from. We would love to see something. And there's footage out there. So that's exactly what he did. He went out and he approached people. I think he got stuff from David Howe as well as uh, Jeremy. And then people sent him snippets, all yeah. sorts of skinny footage. And lo and behold, up until Sill, Longley yeah. was his biggest selling DVD yeah. until he got Sill, which is, oh, I mean, Sill is just went stratospheric that was absolutely stunning brilliant that was i do i do wonder who who eggs who on in that relationship nabil and keith they're both big characters both very creative people the following week i had loads of people saying have you got a copy of that thing i said you don't have to tell me i know exactly what you talk about yes we do it was wonderful i love it but over obviously yeah keith uh, the the, uh, the guy behind the Mythmakers range, which I think he's got an anniversary coming up very soon in the next year yes. or, or two as well. And that whole that whole line. But what what in your time as the as the founder, the owner, the, the curator of all things at the Who Shop, what have been your steadiest sellers over the years, the, the perennials or any favourite lines of merchandise or things things that are game changers? Gosh, the there is a wealth of merchandise. I mean, I always i've always been known for my t-shirts because i just everybody loves a t-shirt you know like yours i love it so t-shirts brilliant dvds despite the fact that streaming is available everywhere people still want doctor who fans especially still want something in say i knew dan they want something they can hold at any particular time. They can literally go boom, along the shelf, take it out, whack, and they can watch it. And the animations that the BBC have been doing about the lost stories, my word, they have sold phenomenally well. Yeah. And um, I've had signings for those. Um, and the way people come in and just absolutely one or two perhaps not being as well received as others but mostly absolutely brilliant um merchandise has evolved hugely um i remember when gary russell used to do the little the little cassettes yes um, time, <laughs> time in, i think was it time in space i think they were called space time space, time yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. And, yeah and they were one audio visuals they were called audio visuals audio visuals that's right and that's right. he and uh bill bags bill oh, bags yeah. kept when doctor who was off the air they were the ones that kept it going quite frankly yeah. with with us because they produced merchandise and then um, it then progressed later on, and obviously Big Finish came in, and they, are, I mean, ugh, they are an amazing phenomena all on their own. I mean, mm -hmm. that, just staggering. Uh, and yeah. it's lovely to see them bringing in the older 
Doctor Who person and the new Doctor Who person because they are just so well respected within their genre. I mean, they are the most successful. We call it a small business. Market, I mean, market leaders, aren't they, in audio, yes, they in audio drama? You know, Absolutely, it's that they simple. are. World it's, it's brought it, brought it all, all back and and all together. And who knows where they're going in the in the future? With obviously very excited about the, the well, the creativity behind all that. Yeah. It, it is from those little from those little acorns, as you say, back then from from those little cassettes. And I suppose again, they needed somewhere to um, even for the most humble of operators, you know, from the big corporate things like those big battles in times cards that came out in the mid noughties Whether it's yeah. things like that that are everywhere and all over the media, or just ideas that people that people want to try and test the market for, yeah. they've got it's an lovely. ideal place to bring it to the market with you, haven't they? Yeah, it's lovely because um, I had we mentioned about the uh, rollerkins, and yeah. then when. Um, wonderful Steve from Product yeah. Enterprise came in to see me. Now this is before he'd started off, and he sh he came in with this beautiful sculpt of Tom Baker, and I just thought it was Incredible. amazing. And I introduced him then to another chap who was to do with the then Titan, and they all linked. Because that's the thing. Yes, we love to link people together, yeah. and then. Steve said to me, I want to produce items that I wanted as a child. Because again, he was from Southport, not necessarily going to have the sort of money uh, to be able to afford things. So things he could buy, Woolies things, little Cherily uh, Daleks and things like that, brilliant. But he then made things and yes. they, the quality was just yes. astonishing. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. And again, he was just an organization with a passion. Mm -hmm. And it was great that I could then assist him. And then he brought the product to me and yeah. off we went around the world. It was it was just brilliant. And I love that. People look at things and I, I do get, unfortunately, phone call upon a phone call saying, Oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I and you know, and sometimes I guide people and say, Yeah, that sounds a wonderful idea. You know, get all your ducks in a row. And then approach this person at the BBC and, you know, you never know all the best. Some other people I say, that, honey, in just my opinion, and you, you know, you, you, you have to think for yourself, but in just my opinion, that, that perhaps is not suitable. Like, I'll get some people who will want to make something which I know, due to health and safety, it's not going to be accepted. But of course... <laughs> That's only my opinion. A bit like Dragon's Den here from Alex at the Who Shop. I wasn't oh, expecting yeah. this at all. Jeez. This is this is the whole point. I mean, Alex, Alex has been around with the Who Shop for such a, a, a magnificent time now that the networking in business is yeah. so important, especially now. And when you've got somebody like who's so approachable like yourself, Alex, where you can go along yeah. and say, "What do you think of this?" and "Can you introduce me?" I mean, that's yeah. that's again, it's part of the importance of what what you can offer there, and it's brilliant yeah. to have that. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned that some of the products that you've seen over the years where somebody's come along and touted something and you've gone, oh, I'm not too sure about that. Yeah. From 2006 onwards, we, of course, saw in merchandise a massive explosion. I mean, I yeah. think it took all by surprise. But, you know, I mean, I mean, look at some of the stuff I've, I've got here from 2006 onwards and it's sort yeah. of continued now. Was there anything that you saw coming in from two, 2006 onwards thinking, I don't really want that in my shop, but you've had to take it. Come on, give us the juice. What uh, was there, was, there was one book that I would not stock. Right. And that was the J&T book. 
Okay. And yeah. I had again J and T. Um, we all had, you know, he was a very. Um, uh, he had his own opinions in the way that we all have our own opinions. Um, we butted heads a couple of times, yes. but um, over the years we we got a real healthy respect for each other, and he was very very sweet to me. Um, when he uh, knew what his future was going to be and he called me in uh, we were at Battlefield and he called me in and we had a, a, a lovely lovely chat and um, yeah. I mean funny enough you can't see but literally behind you I'm looking at one of his Hawaiian shirts. No way, you have not. I've got one oh, of his wonderful. Hawaiian shirts, and it's a photograph of John wearing the Hawaiian shirt that's on the wall <laughs> in the museum at the moment. Yeah, we're big um, fans of JNT at Type 40. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So I uh, I just wouldn't stock that. I'm stocking the new one. Yeah, a but that's, new one. A different, that's a sort of different outlook yeah. on it. It's, yeah, I'm Richard Bowlesworth's production diaries. Yeah, yeah. We, we did a yeah. whole show about that with Richard. But yeah, I went and I looked. Obviously, I, we, we talk about the fact that you've got this wonderful, this warm brand in the Who shop and then people come over the threshold and all these sorts of things. But the uh, you know the times do change, don't they? And what I what I like about it is that you you've still got all those bases covered. You've still got those relationships with with people across the board. Yeah. any aspect of Doctor Who, yeah. but you've also expanded. You've you've got your website, you've got your social yeah. media. So I went and I hit up the website, and I, it's for you mentioned that shirt. I was looking through all the various the various tabs on your website. And I see this that you've got this museum. Yeah. So take a trip through time and space in the Who Shop Museum. Step into Woo-hoo! our screen used TARDIS and come face to face with over 120 different props, costumes, and artifacts from the worlds of Doctor Who, Torchwood, the Sarah Jane Adventures, and Canine, dating all the way back to 1964. This was a big surprise. I had no idea you did this. So how did this come about? Well, again, this infamous brother John. Um, the first convention I did, it was in Southampton and they had uh, an auction and we bought, um, oh, um, it was the guy, Pettifer, unfortunately he's no longer with us, he used to do Pebble Mill and he was in Kinder and there was this lovely uh, little necklace and my brother bought Thank it you. for me and he, he gave it to me. And that was one of the first things. And then over the years, and then unfortunately, it became something of an obsession um, where a lot of the Doctor Who fans, you know, buy their Doctor Who items. I unfortunately collect the props and the costumes. um, And that has become, as I say, a little bit of an obsession. Um, The place is stuffed. It is absolutely stuffed with items. Obviously, it's all health and safety conscious, so you can get a wheelchair around here, as we did only yesterday. Um, But we love to see how we can stretch from the beginning of Doctor Who right the way through up to up to almost today. Um, I'm looking forward to see. um, I don't wish to preempt whatever you're going to ask me, um, but I'm really looking forward to what our new chap is going to do with the show. Very much. (laughs) Because, my God, he has got the most fabulous structure. And there's an intelligence there that you just know this guy is going to grab this show by the scruff of the neck and he's going to run with this because he's got 
all the crew behind him with the passion and love of their series because it is their series mm -hmm. i'm so looking forward to it oh look at him look at that face yeah. he, something he, about, he something about shooting i think whether you've seen him in in the shows that he's worked on before the, the things like sex, sex education or not there's something about this guy i think he could yeah. be the right man at the right time to, to yeah. sort of really bring people together and to uh, yeah to push it on into wherever yeah. it's going in the future i'm very very excited about that and excited about the return of david tennant and oh, catherine tayton oh, who, yes. who knows who knows whoever else is coming back we just got to keep our fingers crossed for all of that but it's lovely to to hear and to see you just as enthused about it even after oh, yeah. all this time as, as we are as some of our younger listeners and viewers are it's it's um infectious i think is really, uh, thank really. you and anti antidote to cynicism Absolutely. Alec, do you think um from a merchandise point of view are you sensing that there could be as as i slightly am that there could be an also a, a, another sort of renaissance coming from next year uh, 2023 onwards because of, of of what's going on not just the diamond anniversary but with the shooty's introduction do you think there's going to be a sort of re-emphasis on merchandise giving us more stuff what, what's your initial reaction to all, all this that's happening right now i think there will be i think that the beeb will have very much uh learned so much from the 50th yeah. um i sincerely hope that they don't do what they did in 2005 because if you remember 2005 um big supermarkets started to sell doctor who yes. and they didn't know what they had and it was so disrespectful and elizabeth really got very annoyed because she went shopping one day and in a cheap basket were some of the merchandise from the Sarah Jane Adventures. <gasps> and yeah, and she was so, she phoned me up. She was so upset that yeah. the show had been, as she she said, disrespected. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they had no clue. And it it's just not the way to go. We have got places up around the country who sell little bits of Doctor Who um and they are people who appreciate they're probably comic stores they're they're stores that that sell perhaps genres of 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 different but they've got a passion and they know what they're doing you know they've opened their places and hopefully they've carried on going through through the covid and everything else and they, they've they've kept their passion because you'll find a lot will be just like myself stop paying themselves just make sure the staff are paid make sure the bills are covered and just keep going on because they love what they do it's not oh i've got to make sure at the end of the month um i've got money it's passion yeah. so be don't make the mistake don't go to those organizations and be disrespectful to the people who basically kept you going over the years in that wing of doctor who love Absolutely. And we can sell your product because, uh, as I was saying about the DVDs, we still have people who want them. We still can sell them. And lots of places have gone to the wall. And yet, lo and behold, they're still selling and they're still achieving. Yay! Love that man! Love that <laughs> we just, man! 
That's a wonderful Alex, point. If I can't there. dust it, I don't own it. It's that simple. <laughs> I think that's a brilliant point you put across there, Alex, because, you know, the fact that I, I can understand why Liz was so, um, well, disappointed in seeing that yes. because the supermarkets treated Doctor Who as a lost leader eventually. Yes. And the amount of things that I did see as well, you're just thinking, hang on a minute, you know, why, why is that? Yeah. And the fact is that, you know, yourself uh, and others like you, you got Doctor Who through those, those from 1989 to 2006 when yeah. the merchandise started to really take off again. And yeah. I did feel slightly when I started seeing things in some of the bigger, no care at all, yeah. as you're saying. But I started to think, hang on a bit, this, this isn't quite really what yeah. we had in mind. Cause it's, it, it was new to us, it was different. And it hasn't worked because you can't find it for love no money now. And yet here we are with you still yeah. around, going strong, yeah. ready yeah. to take in a new, a new generation of merchandise. Yeah, 2005, I was in um, the design centre at a show and I got a call to say Chris Eccleston was taking over. Yeah. Could I get back to the shop as soon as possible because uh, I, can't, I can't remember if it was Channel 4 or Channel 5 wanted to do a piece that night because it was like wow the show is definitely bad big news and we have a massive name um and it was quite funny because i went christopher leckenstein is going to be the new doctor who and there was a i'm standing near a stand and the, the guy said what did you say and i said oh I've, i i own the who shop and i've just heard that christopher leckenstein has been announced as new doctor who. and it went it was the design centers um <laughs> oh, it and it went round whoosh <laughs> all around the design centre. The next thing, the announcer at the show announces, we've just heard from one of our people that Christopher Eccleston has been announced as the Doctor Who, the new Doctor Who, and he's going there's going to be a, um, a news um, thing on it tonight. So it's just literally... Now, that shows you, because most of the people that were at that show nothing to do with doctor who yeah there were, there were dress designers there was butchers there was all sorts of people <laughs> and yet doctor who bang they all Perfect. wanted to know it was and there was a feel-good factor that went right the way around the place it was wonderful but what happened sainsbury's tesco's all the rest of it and i yeah. clung on by my fingernails and as i say i didn't pay myself for about three years and we just lived on my husband's wage and we just kept going and kept going and um luckily i have such loyal customers i love you all out there who and even when we've had the recent bad times they've yeah. all stuck with me bless them you yeah. know and I, I am so grateful to them that they've done that because i can it's payback isn't it you know as that wonderful film where they they pass it forward and they pass it back you know that's what we do and hopefully in the future those little ones who are watching this podcast who have got a little inside of them saying i want to do something with doctor who i want to be an actor i want to be a prop master i want to be a costume designer may we come back in 10 years time and see how those guys are doing because they're there absolutely they, they could have been they could have been flicking through the items on your shelves 
earlier this week for all we know absolutely darling anything's possible anything's possible and yeah in the 21st century obviously you you do you reach out don't you through through the miracle of the internet to extend that family even more so you've got a fantastic website here you you want to tell people about your website and where people can find it and what you're most proud of here and and just some of the things that people can do if they do live elsewhere in the uk they find it a little harder to get back to the who shop or even abroad because i know you 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 take the who shop wherever you can whenever you can but uh, the website is up and running still isn't it and the lines of merchandise you keep it all rolling in don't you so What's the, what's the deal with this? How frequently is it, is it updated? Oh, it's updated daily. And funny yeah. enough, you, if you're looking at the web at, uh, at the moment, you see that lovely new Sea Devils exclusive T-shirt. We have lots, lots of exclusive items. That was created by Owen. Oh, well Owen, done, Owen. Yes. <laughs> so I, because he, he said to me how, oh, I'd like to do some creative stuff. And I said, well, okay, darling. See how you go with designs. And we've got some fantastic, phenomenal new designs coming out of the next. Yes. yes year. Exclusive to the shop. And we've got lots of plans for next year, for the 60th. So the website started again by somebody who came to see me from the States. He was right at the cutting edge of web design. And the website, my goodness, the name that it originated with was, I mean, goodness me, it was, you would have probably fitted it mostly across this room. It was like, um, who shop Whiskat at Hilly something, something, something. It went on <laughs> forever. That. And then, of course, over the years, they became shorter, <laughs> more compact and more catchy. And uh, we update all the time. It's just, um, it's just um, things that we want to go here in the uk and of course throughout the world some items we can't ship simply because um we can't ship liquids to the us we can't um send super fragile items but i would say a good 90 percent of things that are on the website can go anywhere around the world including some strange places like christmas island Reunion Island, <laughs> where people have come from there to the shop, to the museum. Some of these yeah. people, they don't even have electricity yeah. to their houses. They have generators. How the heck they see Doctor Who <laughs> is beyond me. It's amazing. But still, they come and it's like a mecca, you know. Yeah. They come to yeah. the Who shop to see, you know, the creation that we've created with the museum and yeah. the shop and we welcome them all with open arms because they're the they're the people we want to see we want to see family yeah. i mean you mentioned you mentioned that uh, that next year 2023 is the diamond anniversary of doctor who oh, but it's not yeah. just the diamond anniversary of doctor who and you're teasing some stuff you're bringing out there but you yourself yeah. are celebrating a massive achievement in business so mm. we've got to talk about this because what are you celebrating at the who shop next year come on tell us well, in eight, so at the end of uh, that year, when we finish 23, then we tip into 24. 24 will be 40 years that the shop has been going. I, I just can't believe it. 40 years since that strange person called Kevin walked through <laughs> on the first day and I never let him go because I married him. 
We married him, didn't you? <laughs> That's not what usually happens in British shops. I just want to let people across the country know that doesn't usually happen. You don't just walk into a shop and get married. But this was a special thing. <laughs> it was great because he walks through the shop. There's a whole load of, of, of other lovely people and they were saying, well, I've got this. And Kevin was going, yeah, I've got that. And then yeah. they'll say, oh, and I've got a such and such a thing and a such and such a thing. And Kevin was like, yeah, and I've got that. And I thought, Crikey, this guy knows a lot about <laughs> Doctor Who. I'm, I must keep him around because he knows a lot about merchandise. So they always said, I married Kevin for his knowledge of Doctor yes. Who, and Kevin married me for the discount. <laughs> and it worked brilliantly for nearly 40 years. You Absolutely, yeah. Because we've celebrated, we we've been celebrated thirty five years married this year. Can you believe it? Oh, can't be old enough. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I was only two when we got married. You know, amazing. <laughs> so, what have you got planned for your big anniversary? Because obviously, you're going to be looking at stocking whatever they're going to throw at us for the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who next year. But And you've got your own exclusive coming as part of that as well, which I can't wait to see because I know full well you're going to be taking most of my monthly wage. But, you know, it's a real case of um, what are you going to be doing to celebrate? I mean, it's a massive achievement, Alex. 40 years in business is a huge... You, you have ridden through the show being off the air. God knows mm -hmm. how many recessions. COVID-19, which yeah. none of us, of course, would be ever coming. You've gone through the... The, the highs and the lows of the show being popular and not so popular it's a massive achievement you've got to celebrate it what are the initial plans you've got coming for us now for to celebrate and help with you wow goodness me um yes we are planning now for then we've got lots of of lots of things that i can't tell you about Just, i'm being a bit like the bbc oh i can't tell you about that because it's all secret you know? she's, she's doing a JNT here <laughs> Oh bless! bless. Oh, I say Russell. I just, I just love that guy. Um, I, he was very sweet to me because when they brought the show back, and they had yeah. the press launch, he invited me to the press show, and uh, uh, there was me, and it was quite funny because uh, Matt Lucas was sitting halfway up on the on the other side, and when he came in showing Rose, and when he get to the point where Mark opens the door, and he says. Yeah. He points at Billy and goes, but you're a girl. And Matt Lucas turned and pointed to me and just giggled and pointed at me. Because all <laughs> the rest of the people that were in it were all blokes. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it, oh, it was phenomenal. And I, I went and I thanked Russell. I said, thank you so much yeah. for, you know, inviting me, allowing me to come. And he went, yes, you should have been here. Absolutely. Quite right, too. And he was just so sweet. <laughs> it, it, yeah, lovely guy, absolutely lovely, and I, we cried when we found out that he was coming back because we all wanted him back. I don't think there was a one person who didn't want to see Russell bring back the phenomenal show that he created in 2005. We just wanted him to come back and give us back what we were so excited to see in 2005 because he has a passion from from the old days and he has a passion for the new days i i i've never seen chewy in anything i've never seen any of those shows that he's been in yeah. but from the excitement that russell seems to have yeah. uh, 
Oh my goodness. If Russell's got I faith in him, then you, yeah, yeah, then I think that it's more than he's all he's more than earned our faith yeah. in in yeah. his word, in his judgment, and in Shooty Gatwa from everything that could yeah. come from twenty twenty four onwards. I'm just seemed, as excited as you. Yeah. Are. Russell is the safe pair of hands and Shooty just seems to be um the talent that's gonna just bring it all together again. Um so it's looking so forward to it. Alex, will you be dressing Ryan Gosling anytime soon? <laughs> Who would believe that one? I couldn't I... believe that in the week. It's like, oh, you can come in, darling. Yeah, come on down. <laughs> yeah, next time you're in London, I, I, I have to have a word with George and find out when scared. he's shooting anything in the UK. I say, bring him in, get him in. Yeah. Are you going to be? Are you going to be looking at that sort of line of t-shirts? So something that Mr. Gosling would perhaps wear. Is that oh, is that on the card for your fortieth? A hundred percent on, because don't forget, um, yeah. again, I don't know whether people are aware. Do you remember the Big Bang Theory? Yeah. Do you no, remember the Oh, you will. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm having words with you later. The, <laughs> there's a episode where Penny is trying to set up um, one of the characters with a boy, with a the girlfriend. And at the very end, he thanks her. And right behind him is a poster, the two victory poster. Yes. They yes, got that from yeah. me. Because ah. I used to go San Diego. And, of course you did, yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And prior to, I was contacted by uh, the studio wanting bits and pieces. And as it subsequently found out, the bits <laughs> that were in the background in Sheldon's living room, oh, oh. it came from the shop. That's fantastic. Absolutely. I forgot you used to do the STCC. I mean, you yeah. did your part in actually highlighting the show in America, didn't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, San Diego, oh, my, my goodness, that's a phenomena all of its, all of its own. Oh, I don't know it because it's so, it's so huge. It, yeah. it, um, I did it up until, I think it was about five years ago was the last time I did it. Simply, it got to the point where all the massive, massive studios, and of course, we're only, we're only a little organization, and we, we, we just got sort of, oh, we got to the point oh. where, where somebody would be walking along the aisle, they would cough, and by the time that they, they, they'd missed us, because obviously we're only 10 feet deep, bless them, <laughs> so they'd go past, you know. Oh. And again, you know, we have wonderful, the great John Barrowman, all hail yeah. the great John Barrowman. Uh, I'm yeah. in Stuttgart. And yeah, I'm in Stuttgart. And this girl comes and says, you, Alex? Yes. Um, John says, could he have a dress? Oh, I'm going to say, okay. <laughs> Take that one. So off this dress goes. And then about <laughs> half an hour later, I hear these huge whoops and giggles from obviously the stage platform over at uh, the Stuttgart <laughs> Uh, comic event, and there's John on stage in his red stilettos in my dress. Bless yes. him. We've oh, all seen those pictures. I, I, it's great. We're filling in some of the blanks here. This is incredible. But I, I think I've, I've got one more question that I, that I really want to ask you. As somebody who's on the inside in more ways than once, it sounds like in every respect. But I wanted yeah, your idea as somebody who's clearly connected and clearly a very creative thinker to all this merchandise that you've seen come going the change in fashions and in in tides with the series is there one piece of 
merchandise, one idea, kind of Dragon's Den style again, in the back of your head, you, you think, keep thinking to yourself, why have they never made X, Y, or Z? Well, the one piece of merchandise that I absolutely adored, and they did bring it out, was the television remote control as as the sonic screwdriver? Oh yes. Oh, oh I didn't yeah. know this. Yes. Oh yeah. Tenth Doctor, eleventh Doctor, twelfth yeah. Doctor. They were absolutely gorgeous. A beautiful mm. piece of design work. I sincerely hope they bring that back. I hope out you there. Could the, you could change the channel on your TV with them. Oh, it, it and it was interactive. It worked with the TV. It learned. So you had, um, you had, and it wasn't just the TV, streaming, other bits that were coming. It was phenomenal, and it looked superb. Yeah. It was engineered precisely. I adored those. They were brilliant. There's, there's lots of things I would love to see come out. Some of those items, fingers crossed, we will be working with license holders, companies, and bringing you some of those things. Ooh, so me, you know, anything you fancy, let me know, and I'll see what I can do. Um, <laughs> what we're going to, you know. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the great thing, you see, because we've been around such a long time. We yeah. do have a lot of the license organizations who come to us and say, right, we've just picked up the license, we're going to be doing this. Is there anything you want to? And we will have, we run exclusives off their license to be able to, because it's See, what people that's want. How it works. Yeah, and, and, and we love doing that. Um, you know, for the ladies, our own little handbag, our little satchel bag. <laughs> we did that, you know, absolutely brilliant. And there's tons and tons of, as I say, our own. Um, exclusive t-shirts that we've done over the past years and we're going to continue to do that and other items which you will be watching this space because the shop is an evolving beast you cannot stand still you do um, realize alex to talk about all this stuff and, and leave us with our appetites just hanging there you've got to come back and tell us about some of this stuff a bit nearer the time qvc treatment how about that <laughs> oh yes please i would love to do something with you perhaps we might do a collaboration and do something specifically exclusively for your pod people oh, and i lovely. don't mean and i don't mean return of the body snatchers either i people. mean the who people just for your podcast listeners we would love to do that watch this time and space everybody for that <laughs> coming up hopefully in the future we'll get our heads together and see what we can see what we can think of here Absolutely. at time 40 Absolutely. between us can't wait to see so yes yeah. the, the who shop it's is it open now are you there are you there now in whatever whatever time zone or time stream <laughs> time stream people i am so where is the current store where's that located exactly okay. what, what's your phone number and all that kind of thing so now we are really easy to find but always I say to people, remember people, we know where we are. So if you go to our website, <laughs> you can download directions. Because unfortunately, if you do do a Google, whilst Google knows where we are, the second okay. if you're on the wrong side of the road and you don't right. put the postcode in, you might go the wrong way. Because Barking Road's a very long road. And if you're on the right-hand side of the road, it's the numbering starts again. But if you're on the left, 
Yeah, it's true. So on the left-hand side of the road, so as long as you're walking on the left-hand side of the road, you'll just turn the corner and we're five minutes up. But unfortunately, we have some people who don't, who just go Google, they're on the right-hand side of the road and they say, oh, we want to be at 39 to 41. Well, unfortunately, on that side of the road, it's 700 and something. They turn and they walk away from us. No. So don't do that. So go to the website thewhoshop.com nice and easy thewhoshop.com you can see on there you can always phone us up 0208-471-2356 if you're listening from the US 44208-471-2356 that's all you need to get in contact you can obviously Twitter us you can go through Facebook all those lovely new inventions to find you. <laughs> Come and see us. And I am sitting in the shop. Shop's open in the morning at uh, in the front at the moment. Um, we've closed off the museum, especially for you. We've got oh, sitting behind you. me. This is the console from the Ultimate Adventure stage play. <laughs> oh, so that again, takes me back. Yeah, that what that so, is. Of course it is. Yeah, yeah I recognise it now. And it's even still got when you open the door. The yeah. bits and pieces that John, because John used to forget his lines, so he'd write lines down and it still got it in pencil. Oh, we've got to see so, that. Yeah, go he'd read Excellent. it. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, we love it. We love it. You haven't, got, you haven't got Zog in there as well, have you? The dog's out the back. <laughs> I kid you not. I kid you not. If, if the staff was here, because I haven't done a, a, a Who Shop TV thing for a little while. Um, yeah. But yes, we've got, and her name is Fluff. Oh, right. Now, I meant Zog, called, you know, from the show, from the Ultimate Adventure. Uh, ah, mm, the reason oh. she's called Fluff. <laughs> now, you would think that Fluff is a little Fluff. No. I've called her Fluff because all my past dogs have all had their own name and also be known as Fluff. So that when I'll be in the forest, because I, I take my dogs to the forest, I'd shout, Fluff! And these big guys would think, oh, there's a little thing going to come. And this 40 kilo beast of a German shepherd would come bounding out through the forest. And it, I, just, I just find it very funny. So when I got Fluff, female Fluff, I thought, Do you know what? I'm not going to give her. I was going to call her Purdy. Oh, and then I thought, you know what? I'm just going to call her Fluff. And <laughs> she is a German Shepherd, but she's off the Swiss line. She's very pretty. She's very sweet. And she walks around the front of the shop in between customers. She's very, she's very well behaved. And she loves Doctor Who as well. Because when we're at home, <laughs> as well as watching, she reacts to Coronation Street theme tune. Because she knows yeah. there's a cat going to come on. She reacts to Honderdale <laughs> because she knows a dog is going to come through in the Dingles household. And she reacts to Doctor Who because she thinks, oh, that's the shop. I hear that. Aww. I know what's going on. And so a little head will go. And in fact, I can hear her now. And oh. here she's up the back. She's, <laughs> and she's very sweet. So come and see her and never be frightened of her because she loves everybody. Oh. It, it sounds like your staff, whether they've got four legs or two, will be there to make sure that the Daleks and the Cybermen don't get your customers 
but uh, you may you may get their wallets. <laughs> they may take Absolutely some punishment bless them. You might need a mortgage. You never know. You might just need a mortgage for some. I mean, again, because I have all the pocket ranges. Things for a pound, things up to tens of thousands of pounds. Meaning, obviously, prop items. Whatever the pocket, we have it. I mean, this week alone, I brought some new uh, bits and pieces in. Uh, I've got some beautiful the storyboards for the costumes and they were found at boot fair I didn't, wait, wait, wait. Find, no, I didn't find them in the boot fair apparently they were in a boot fair somewhere in uh, sussex what? and yeah and uh, uh, a chappy came to see me very artistic and he spotted them straight away he bought them he'd ha had them sitting in the attic uh, there's the carry night there's the jadoon and he's got swatches over the june um, material they're absolutely gorgeous oh, they're, they're <laughs> wonderful and queen victoria so you've got pauline collins sitting oh, there yeah. and then yeah. you've got the, you've got the material on the side and the clockwork from the girl in the fireplace Ooh, we've got the beautiful the yeah, they have, yeah and of course they're one-offs yes. you'll never see them again yeah and they're absolutely yeah. and that's that's my bit that's the passion I see. Beautiful yeah. pieces that people will want to come and see. You know, I, I don't like to lock things away. Yeah. Some people lock things away and they keep it and, and they just keep it for themselves. I want everybody to enjoy it. So come yeah. in and, and enjoy my world. All that television history in one place. You can't want anything more. Well done, Alex. Fantastic. Oh, bless your heart. Bless your heart. Thank you for inviting me on today. I've got loads more rubbish stories next time. I'll make notes next time because I didn't make any notes today. I'll make some notes. And I'll stick them in the corner and I'll go, yeah, got to tell that story. Got to tell that story. <laughs> I do that and I've fronted over 100 of these. <laughs> that is the old girl starting up and calling time on another episode yes. of Type 40 of Doctor Who podcast. I'll be back with another soon. Look out for that wherever you found this. It could have been on the dedicated home feed for Type 40, type40.podbean.com. Maybe we rolled up on the podcatcher of your choice. So that could be Audible, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, tune in all those places. You get the picture. We're absolutely everywhere. We're on YouTube, of course, here on the Spacebook YouTube channel. And we're still on the fabulous Fandom Podcast Network's own master feed that's loaded up with all those treats for your ears. Never mind on the weekly, on the daily. They're coming at you with all the good stuff there at the Fandom Podcast Network. Maybe you'd like to have your say on, on all of this. Reach out to us through our social media. Instagram and Twitter at Type 40 Doctor Who. And if you're feeling really, really brave, this is where our um, our real hardcore geeks hang out. It's at the Type 40 Facebook group. You'll find regeneration upon regeneration's worth of fans there talking about classic Doctor Who, new Doctor Who, and speculating just as we've been doing about what's to come in all new Doctor Who at some point in the future. And also sharing a bit of shelf porn too, so people show off their merchandise and their collections. We've got the Type 40 Doctor Who Blu-ray and DVD collectors group too there for people who go even deeper when it comes to the physical media. So go and find us. What an episode, JT. <laughs> I knew this was going to be lively. <laughs> <laughs> Superb. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Alex. It's lovely to see you. Oh, it was absolute pleasure. Total <laughs> pleasure. So 
you've got to keep your promise. You've got to come in and see me, Christmas. please. Definitely. Be there give very those, soon. Give us those social media links again, Alex. Where can people find the Who Shop? Nice and simple, thewhoshop.com. Telephone number 0208-471-2356. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, uh, we've even got our TV channel, which we haven't been doing too much. I apologize. Um, we've just been so busy. But we're getting back to that. There will be some more going out this week. Just get on there. If you get to the website, that's got all the details on. I'm not <laughs> I'm not the one person. You need to be speaking to Owen. Oh, we can have <laughs> yeah. up next time with us. There's plenty of space in this whole thing. We always have the time if you have the space here at Type 40, in fact. But uh, that's it for this time. We'll speak to you again soon. Bye-bye.